everybody. It is Tuesday, September 1st, 4 p.m. Uh, Eastern, and whatever that means where you live. So that means it's time for Monster Maverick Show, where we talk about all things Splinterlands, and, you know, sometimes we delve into related topics like other games and crypto in general and all that kind of stuff. So welcome, everybody. Uh, we got a few people in the chat already. More people tend to file in. Let me mute this other Discord channel. So I'm not bombarded by notifications. So yeah, so welcome. It's been another week. It's been an eventful week. And we got a bunch of stuff to talk about. But uh, you know, before we get into all that, you know, standard housekeeping stuff. You can join us on Discord, you know, for live chat. You can join us on Theta uh, for video and, and chat. There's Vim, there's 3Speak. Uh, replays are on, um, you know, podcast networks, Spotify, um, Google Podcasts. <laughs> Ron's suggesting I should get drunk and yell at people. It makes it more exciting. Trust him. Uh, yeah, I, I've been, I've done that a couple times and it is fun. Uh, however, I've been out of alcohol for quite a while now. And, uh, you know, like I live in Georgia and they recently passed a, a law. So Georgia's very, uh, you know, very Southern Baptist when it comes to alcohol about, it was about eight or 10 years ago that they passed a law that, to allow sales of alcohol on Sundays because, you know, the church going folks didn't want to see their, their liquor stores open or whatever. So they passed that. And, um, with COVID, the, they passed another bill about a couple of months ago saying that, they, um, saying that you could get alcohol delivered. And I think there were some restrictions on that. But then they say, well, it'll be six months before we actually uh, form the regulations that businesses would have to follow in order to deliver alcohol. So they passed the bill, supposedly, but it's not in effect for all intents and purposes. Uh, until they come up with that regulation scheme and scheme I'm sure it will be because <laughs> you know Atlanta mayors have a uh, have a tendency of going to jail past couple have not but um, but yeah it's been known to happen it's not as bad as Baltimore or Detroit or anything like that but uh, it, it it's happened let's just say that so so yeah at some point I'll have to go to the liquor store and pick up some stuff but I haven't done that because I haven't gone anywhere with COVID. You know, that's one of the good things about the type of work that I do. We are, uh, we have the flexibility to not expose ourselves to, to those kinds of risks. And we haven't been. So that's, that's how it is. Uh, but back to my point before Ron distracted me there. Uh, <laughs> uh, if you're watching on the, on the live stream, uh, whether it's 3Speak, Vim, MSP Waves, uh, or Theta, uh, you know, I do actually use the, um, you know, I show my browser and, you know, everything so that you can follow along with what I'm talking about. It is helpful. Uh, so that's just a little FYI. So, yeah, so lots of things have happened, uh, this week. We've had, uh, we've had a great AMA with Agrod and Yabba again. Yabba dropped in for the second time, uh, in a row. Uh, we have the collection power. Uh, coming, you know, into existence as, as, a, as a functioning uh, piece of the game now with some uh, redesigns on the uh, on the Splinterlands uh, gaming side as well. And I want to get into all that. Uh, but before that, I did want to go over uh, 
three other things. So <laughs> one's going to seem totally unrelated, but uh, it all ties together. You'll just have to bear with me until I, ra I wrap that bow on it. So the first thing is that if you haven't heard already, I know Ron has, I know Gerber has. Um, if, if you haven't heard already, there is a, a game of the election, of the U.S. presidential election that I set up on Hive Engine. And if you're in the chat, you can see the Gerbot command election game. So basically what I did was I created two sets of tokens. One token is called Trump wins. The other token is called Biden wins. And you trade your swap.hive for these tokens. I have cell walls set up at one, you know, uh, one swap.hive for one Trump token or Trump wins and one swap.hive for one uh, for one Biden wins. And then, you know, you just trade and you build up uh, whatever position you want. And um, when the election is decided, it's a key term, <laughs> whoever is holding the, the winning side is going to get, uh, you know, the, the, all the swap that hive that was, uh, you know, put into the game is going to be distributed to the holders of the winning side just uh, based on their stake weight. So if Trump wins, then whoever's holding... Uh, Trump wins tokens, will get their the, the their share of the pot. And if Biden wins, whoever's holding Biden wins tokens will will uh, get their share of the pot. So, uh, so far, there's another command. You can do uh, just carrot election. So far, we've got uh, 2,850 swapped out hive in the pot. So that's how many people, or that's how much trading has gone on so far. You know, the first couple days, there was a lot. And then, you know, it's trickled, it's slowed down. Uh, since then, and I was kind of surprised, but the <coughs> the conventions did not sway Hive users very much one way or the other. Uh, the the DNC convention and the RNC convention didn't really move the needle. I kind of thought it would, but uh, you know, I guess people had already made up their minds by that point, uh, which might be an interesting point for the for the general election. Um, so, uh, if you haven't done that, if you haven't checked out that game, I, I recommend that you do. Uh, I, you know, I am taking zero cuts of anything. I do have a hundred on Trump wins, not because I'm a supporter of Trump, not because I like the guy, but I just think he's going to win. So, uh, you know, if it were up to me, we would live in, uh, <laughs> in crypto anarchist paradise, but, uh, it obviously is not. So related to that is that, uh, you know, wrapped hive and wrapped Leo are becoming things. So uh, there's been there was an announcement uh, from uh, FSB Low, I, I think his name is uh, on on Hive, and then on Leo, uh, the Cal made an announcement that uh, that Wrapped Leo is coming. So let me see if I can find that uh, post real quick. I should, probably should have that ready. So what that is is you are tokenizing your Hive or your Leo onto the Ethereum blockchain to be used in Uniswap uh, protocols. Ah, here we go. Introducing wrapped Leo. So why does that matter? Uh, and why does that relate to Splinterlands? So that all comes, comes together because the, the point is that things are happening. So these developments are happening, the DeFi coins are pumping, you know, we've seen crazy stuff. Uh, you know, there was Link, there's Rune, there's uh, that YFI, which has gone crazy. Uh, and all these, all these coins are pumping. So money is moving. That's really, that's really the point. 
And these, these coins that are moving now are just the very early harbingers of what is to come because, you know, these are early adopters, right? Even within the crypto space, these are early adopters. Most people who have crypto have, you know, Bitcoin or, or Ethereum. But uh, the people who are actively trading in these uh, decentralized exchanges like Uniswap are, are the vanguard, you know, of the, of the whole crypto movement. So just like any movement, you have the early adopters, you have the, the phase that catches on, you know, up to that, you know, 10% or so of the, of the potential market. And then you have that, that huge rise from, from 10% saturation to 90% saturation. And then, you know, it trails off. So, you know, it's logistic growth and, uh, or sigmoidal uh, growth is another way of looking at it. And when that happens, when you get that 10% to 90% uh, market penetration in a very short amount of time, then, you know, that's when the money comes into crypto. Uh, and that's when the the normies, the, uh, the regular gaming users and the regular uh, people outside of crypto are going to hear about all of our stuff, whether that's crypto in general or Bitcoin or Ethereum or Hive or Splinterlands. So, uh, you know, and you can look at you can look at uh, tweets by Plan B. He's been talking a lot about his dot plot kind of thing with uh, with his stock to flow model, and you know every month he updates a new a new dot on that plot. So basically, I'm saying hold on to your butts <laughs> because you know the the moon is coming. Uh, it's going to be a full moon, and we are going to see that that trickle down effect into all of crypto, but including Splinterlands. You know. Um, a lot of crypto is really hard uh, to use. Uh, Uniswap, like we were talking in the in the Leo uh, Finance Discord earlier today, you know, we've got some you know pretty sophisticated people, and they have no idea how to do uh, any of these uh, decentralized transactions on Uniswap. So it's just it's just a giant pain. But when when those people come into crypto, and then they see that oh, there are games. I know games, and you know, there's a little bit of a learning curve. But you know, if you have if you have keychain, it makes it uh, dramatically easier, and then you can uh, you can just play games and you can earn crypto. And then it's like, oh, well, I have all this crypto now. I can sell crypto, and, and you know, one thing leads to the other. So when that happens, you know, we're going to get a huge influx of users into the into the games ecosystem. And I, for one, am looking forward to that. You know, we've seen. Uh, you know, the prices, you know, because of the whales selling out, uh, we've seen prices be depressed. And, you know, they've started recovering, certainly. But, um, you know, we're going to see new all-time highs. And, you know, I know everybody wants me to put a date on it. Because, you know, <laughs> that's what allows you to, to for point, people to point at you and say, yeah, you were wrong, because your date is wrong. But, uh, you know, I really think within the next six to 12 months we're going to see this kind of market dynamic occur and uh so you know if you are holding on to your cards you know for uh for speculation purposes then i think you're going to be pretty good if you're buying now so you know i generally like to keep an eye on my my collection value over on peak monsters and it's been going up recently i think the low was like 51 or 52 and now uh, it's gone down from the other day, but uh, now I'm up to 58, which is pretty good. I'm pretty happy with that bounce that we're that I'm seeing. So 
you know, on the other hand, if you do need to raise some funds, you know, send your carts to, to Deck 101 because we will, uh, you know, instantly convert you for uh, burn value plus one percent in Dark Energy Crystals. And there's no waiting around for for markets uh, market sales or waiting for a peer-to-peer transaction or anything. It's it's you know three seconds. So uh, if that's if you're looking to to cash out that way, then I recommend using it. And we got plenty of liquidity there. Uh, you know, if you're going to be doing like a couple million. You know, get a hold of me or Gerber first. But other than that, we're good to go. So that's all the all the preamble stuff. And then next is something that just went live was uh, collection power. So um, I know Yasek and and uh, well, I know those. I know him for sure. Probably Clove has all already checked out the uh, the new game interface. You know, they changed up some of the UI stuff a bit. So now the battle screen looks like this, uh, which is a nice, a nice little change actually. Um, I'm a little concerned about the quest area, so I got a neutral quest for the first time in forever, really. Uh, that um, you know, it just says neutral quest, and then you know, one, two, three gets filled in, and then it says complete. So I like that a lot, but I do wonder about uh, the the display there. Uh, if that's going to have more complete information, like like the old interface had, like you know, Lyanna's call, and then you know, win five games with uh, with Earth Splinter. Um, so far, you know, I I don't know because I had a neutral quest, so uh, we'll find out. Uh, the the little button on the left where it says ranked, uh, you know, to the left of battle, uh, that has these little arrows on it, so you can rotate through the different uh, different uh, play modes. So like there's challenge, and then there's the how to play, and then there's practice. I think they should kind of get rid of practice, honestly, because I don't think anybody uses it. Uh, but you know, it's um, you know, it's a little. I think that's a little hard to hard to see. I mean, if you know, for those of us who have been around a long time. You know, you're used to it, and then you know you say, "Well, that should say something else," so you know to click the arrows. But I don't know; just those those little icons on the side don't look arrow-ish enough to me. But you know, maybe that's just me. But then on the top right, we see that rating. Uh, we say current diamond one rating thirty six nineteen power eight million four hundred three thousand five hundred seventy nine. So that is the implementation of collection power. And uh, you say th the power on this account is really, really high because I've got like alpha golds and stuff on this account. So <laughs> Ron is challenging me. Uh, should we do this live? Let's do it live. All right. Let's view the challenge. And you know, Braves has issues with, uh, with displaying images sometimes. Uh, let's see. We're in Silver League. All right. All cards. No wager. All right. Let's do it. I'm actually terrible at Silver League, so this will be a good uh, chance for for Ron to uh, to maybe eke out a win. Scaredy Cat says, "Kick his ass." All right, so let's see what we got. We got uh, 16 mana cap, close range, and heavy hitters. So here's the challenge, right? So if I do this live on air, Ron can watch me pick my team. And that's, that's kind of a problem. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to switch the scene 
All right, so now you can't see my screen right now. And I'll make my team. Do, do, do. Let's see. What do we want? What do we want? What do we want? Uh, Ron says he won't watch. I don't trust him, though. So there's that. Uh, All right, so... You know, do I lean into it or do I, you know, think, you know, move away? That's that's really the question. Uh, man, silver cards kind of suck. I gotta say, I'm missing missing all of my abilities. Uh, let's do. Uh, Ron says he's submitted. Man, I don't even know. Okay. Uh, let's do that. And. Uh, this is terrible. Alright. Alright. I'm submitted. Let's see how it goes. And it's thinking, it's thinking. Alright, I'll switch back to the scene. We're waiting. <laughs> Ron didn't think I would accept. Of course I accept. I never walk away from a challenge. <laughs> it was kind of a surprise to see that uh, pop up on the screen, though. Ah, uh, now he now he comes in. Yes, it suggests a, uh, a team. Oh, I don't know. I might very well lose this one. This is what we got. Got a stun on on Arianthus. Oh. That's not good. Yeah, this uh, lightning dragon is gonna kick my ass. Yep, there it goes. Run wins. Now it's recorded for all for all to see. Someone was bragging in, in Monster Mavericks in, in the channel uh, that they beat me earlier. I was like, well, you know, lots of people beat me. <laughs> it happens. Uh, that's, that's for sure. But uh, anyway, back to collection power. So, uh, yeah, so we got the new requirements in order to be in the leagues. So you, you need the... Um, you need to meet those thresholds in order to reach the uh, reach that that next league. <laughs> so Ron wants to be in Immortal Gods. You got to talk to Clove about that. She is the one in charge. I am just a member. So uh, there are a couple couple interesting things here. So in the post, which is over here, I don't know if I pasted it already. Uh, it says. In the top right section, it shows that in order to reach the next league, you will need to achieve both the required number of rating points and the required collection power. The league details pop-up has also been updated to indicate the collection power required to reach each league tier. So we go over here, and we see details. So now, this the league screen looks... <laughs> you can see uh, the, the power required. So it caps out at 500,000 for champion. And 
then it says if a player has a high enough rating to enter into the next league but not a high enough collection power then as soon as their collection power is increased enough the next league will be unlocked similarly if at any time a player's collection power drops below the threshold for their current league their league will be immediately dropped to the highest available based on the new collection power uh, and there, then uh, in order to prevent people from just, you know, shifting cards around and delegating and everything, uh, there's basically a 24-hour cooldown. So uh, while the account's collection power and league are updated immediately, whenever there's a change in the account's collection, the collection power and league used for determining daily quest rewards will not include any cards which have been transferred or delegated within the past 24 hours. This is required to prevent players from being able to shuffle a group of cards around to multiple accounts in order to claim higher quest rewards. So... Uh, so yeah, that all makes sense. So, immediately, the obvious exploit is you have a low-level account, uh, whether it's level 1s or level 2s or whatever, uh, you, you have a whole you know bot network running that, and then you grind on the games. So, uh, you know, you're, you're, you're playing against other low-level accounts or, you know, other accounts in your network, and you, you bump up your rating power as much as you can, and then 24 to 48 hours before the end of the season, you delegate cards in there, and then, um, and then, uh, you know, just elevate yourself to uh, another league. So, you know, I'm not sure, you know, it'll depend on how the, um, how the mechanics are worked out and how, how the numbers work out. I don't think you'll be able to go from level one to champion levels. Uh, doing that uh, obviously we'll you know we'll see how it goes in whatever it is 13 days uh, at the end of the season but you know th so that but you would be able to go from like level one to gold i think uh doing that uh just grinding you know grinding away for for two weeks at a time in those low level leagues now i did see uh some mention of the fact that once you achieve the top uh tier in your whatever collection power you're qualified for, whatever that, whatever that league is, uh, then, you know, win bonuses go away. So you won't be able to win, you know, 2x uh, rating points. Uh, but, you know, even, even without that, and I'm not sure that's actually been implemented yet, but even without that, you know, if you have, you know, the, like the, the N miners or N miners, whatever it's called, uh, if you have, you know, 100 of those accounts and they're basically battling each other at that point, then... You could still grind out a lot of games. So, uh, you know, the current current ranking ranking point system has a positive bias. So, um, you know, it's it's conceivable that you know you could you could inflate your your ratings that way. So that's that's my only caveat uh, with that. And I made a comment to that effect, uh, and but I have not gotten a response <laughs> from at least not from anybody uh, you know like Yada or Agro or anybody. So, uh, it'll be interesting to see how that, how that mechanic works out and how the bot networks respond to all this. So, you know, I've got a lot of accounts, uh, that are playing and, you know, their collection powers range from like 40,000 up to a million. And, uh, we'll have to see how, uh, you know, how that affects, uh, their, their performance, um, you know, over this over the course of the season. So, you know, for this season, I'm not changing anything, but we'll see how it goes uh, for next season and uh, how that affects the overall rewards. Now, phase three, which is coming later, 
uh, in a few weeks. So the third and final phase of the collection power update will be the addition of separate season-ranked leaderboards for each league. This means that bronze, silver, gold, diamond, and champion leagues will all have their own separate leaderboards with separate prize pools to allow players to compete to see who is the best at each league level. We may also add collection power requirements to enter certain tournaments based on league and allowed cards in the tournament as part of phase three or as a small update shortly afterwards. We expect league leaderboards to be completed and released within the next month and more details about it will be posted as it gets closer to release. So, uh, yeah, the, the different leaderboards, I think, is going to be critical and the calibration of those leaderboards is going to be uh, especially important. So, in, in order to really reward the people who are doing the best with the cards that they have, I think not only do we need... Uh, you know, the collection power and the separate leaderboards. But I think the leaderboards need to be structured in such a way that being at the top of, like, say, silver, so you're, you're at the very top of silver one, I think that should be more rewarding in terms of, you know, chest rewards than being at the bottom of gold three or maybe even gold two. So, uh, you know, basically you want people to strive as much as they can within each collection power band uh and each league to do the best that they can but not to just you know rent a random extra card and you know bump themselves up so uh we'll see how that goes so like at the moment you know because of you know the the game liquidity that that is available you're probably still better off like from a from an roi perspective you're probably still better off running a level one account and then just renting you know some gold foil cards to bump up your collection power because, uh, you know, the, the cost of those gold foil cards is low. And if we go to the, uh, if we go to the market, we can see what kind of stuff is available here. So if we go to, let's say, beta gold. And don't even have to go to, to, to legendaries. If we go to epics, uh, let's do beta only. Let's say, I don't know, Screaming Banshee, card rentals, you know, this is a, a penny a day, basically. Um, you know, so you can get a lot of collection power from those gold foil rentals and, you know, bump yourself up uh, to, to higher leagues. So I think this is a good intermediary step, but I, I don't think it really solves the problem of the very low level bots, uh, you know, trying to milk or, or farm all the rewards. It helps, but it's not sufficient, I think. Uh, but the, the different leaderboards, I think, will, will help that quite a bit if they're calibrated uh, in a way that, that makes sense there. Because, um, you know, basically this whole thing is just trying to prevent, <laughs> you know, people putting in, like, putting up no investment and then, you know, just taking, taking money out and then selling uh selling cards and selling the dark engine crystals you know as fast as they can uh because that's just a drag on the entire ecosystem without much reward so uh it you know those level one accounts do have a a positive aspect in that they provide game liquidity uh but you know it's not quite balanced at the moment so in, over the next couple of weeks we'll see how it all goes but that is the collection power update, and I am looking forward to seeing what they come up with for the separate league leaderboards. So, you know, 
I gave my suggestions, but, you know, we'll see. <laughs> we'll see if that's followed. All right. So the other big thing, the Collection Power just went live today. Um, the other big things that uh, that happened uh, on Friday was the AMA with Agrod and Yabo. And like I said, uh, Yabo joined us for the second time in a row, which was nice. And they keep shifting the time around, uh, uh, just as a by the way. So let me see if I can bring up... Oh, I closed my calendar. I think the next one is on Friday at like 11 a.m., something like that, uh, or 10 a.m. Uh, Eastern Time. So just uh, be aware of that if you like to listen live. So uh, as far as I know, there were no recording problems this time. So if you want to listen to the recording directly, please feel free. Uh, so don't rely on this as a <laughs> as a full recap. But I did take my notes and, uh, you know, talk, you know, at least for the things that I was interested in, which was a bunch. So thing number one was that lands are the pre-sale is going to be by the end of the year. So, you know, they have one in earlier, maybe, you know, end of November or something like that. So I'm guessing it's going to be Christmas. Uh, <laughs> thing number two is that there's going to be, uh, they're targeting 100,000 plots of land for pre-sale and initial version. So I imagine over time, as lands get all bought up, then, you know, they will expand and discover new continents and, and whatever. Uh, thing number three is that so when when lands goes live as far as the as far as the game expansion you'll be able to pick and choose different plots but in the pre-sale you're not picking and choosing individual plots you are you are buying uh like uh, expeditions uh, what they're calling initial expeditions so the from a lower perspective you are uh setting off from your continent wherever that is and uh you've you're you're exploring this newfound uh, land and you know wherever you land uh, depending on how many you know uh, expeditions you have set out then you will claim a certain amount of land so the target is that uh, plots are going to cost uh, uh, when when the game is fully released uh, the plots are going to cost $20 each and then there's going to be four different kinds of land there's going to be vacant land there's going to be mines uh, expeditions and dungeons and we'll get into the, each of those types uh, in a second. So uh, you, you buy a plot of land, it could be one of those four types. And then there's, you know, all the different splinters plus uh, dragons. So there's going to be six of each type. And so basically there's 24 basic permutations of, of land. Lands can be uh, bought in, in bulk as a zone, which is 100 or as a sector, which is a thousand. And you get both discounts uh, with that. And the, as an extra discount for the pre-sale, you know, because you're, you're on these initial expeditions rather than buying the actual land itself, you, they're offering a 50% uh, discount on that. So, you know, if it's $20, the initial expedition is gonna be $10. If you buy a, uh, a sector, which is a thousand of them, it'll be, uh, you know, a thousand times uh, 7.5, uh, so 7,500 bucks, and which, <laughs> you know, when you say it like that, is an enormous sum of money to be putting into this kind of thing. However, they will be redeeming dark energy crystals at par value, so that's at, uh, you know, a dollar per thousand. So for a full sector, it's going to be 7.5 million dark energy crystals, which is a lot, but it is a number that a bunch of people already have, uh, so... 
you know, I'm a little a little under that at the moment, but the, but by the time this comes out, I should have enough. I know Gerber has plenty. Uh, Zaku has 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 a lot. Uh, you can always hit the uh, banjo command, say rich list, dark energy crystals, and it'll plot out uh, whoever the the holders are. Of course, the people who hold their dark energy crystals inside the game are in that Steam Monsters account. Uh, but yeah, we got Zaku, SMUSD is, is Steam Monsters, uh, Steam Inch is aggroed, the Peak Monsters has a bunch. I don't know who Fat64 is. Then there's me, Room Service, TH13, uh, Deck101, Michael B. Uh, so yeah, there's there's a bunch of people who have, you know, in the ranges of, uh, of a sector to, to buy. I know some of the guilds are planning on getting together with their members and buying uh, large purchases. So, uh, you know, of the 100,000 plots, you know, those, that's 100 sectors, basically. I expect, you know, at least 10 or 15 of those to go, like, instantly. Uh, and then the rest will kind of, you know, sell over time. And then uh, that kind of got us into the discussion on the Dark Energy Crystals uh, to, to do all that. Because if you go to Hive Engine and you look at the Dark Energy Crystal market... You'll see this. And after Dice came out the other week, um, you know, these, these numbers changed quite a bit. So before Dice came out, that total, so supply, four, 491 million total, 630 million, max 9 trillion. Uh, that number was more like 400, 449 trillion. And uh, so after Dice came out, that the total number jumped. And that what the total number represents is the total number of dark energy crystals that have been minted so far. Nine trillion is the max uh, lifetime supply of dark energy crystals, but only 630 million have been created to date. And that's through you know daily production and through uh, burns of cards, because uh, you know roughly 900,000 are created every day just through battling, and then the uh, whatever you whenever you burn a card and release the dark energy crystals that are contained inside it, that gets added to the to the total there. So that number jumped from 440 million or so up to like 500 uh, or 600 million. And I was, I, I saw that and I noticed that and I, and I said to myself, it's like, well, part of the, part of the uh, appeal of dice was going to be that it's going to take supply off the market. Because, you know, whenever the, the, the dice are sold, that money is sent to null and is, uh, and is burned. And that's the difference between the supply, the circulating supply, and the total supply. So the difference there is uh, over 139 million. And you can see in the Dark Energy Crystal balances, null has 139 million. So uh, that, those, those Dark Energy Crystals are no longer accessible and gone forever. So when that, when that number jumped on the total supply... Uh, so much, I figure, I've reasoned that, well, people must be burning cards like mad, and in order, you know, they're, they're kind of worthless cards, and then, uh, you know, using that to buy dice. And in the AMA, Yaba actually said that that, is, that was not what actually happened, because the 440 million number that had been reported previously was wrong. And so, uh, that kind of threw me for a loop. <laughs> um... It's just, you know, so apparently when they changed the rewards chest system to include Dark Energy Crystals, that that amount was not being added to the total supply on Hive Engine. 
I don't know why. I don't know if that means that th those Dark Energy Crystals are not part of the daily minting, uh, if they are extra or not. Um, I have to I have to ask Yeba about that. Because um, if those are extra Dark Energy Crystals, then that's a little weird uh, from the perspective of of how you know the the daily decline in or the decline in daily production over time is supposed to supposed to happen because you know the more accounts that play then the more rewards are going to be sent out so if that's exogenous supply then that number is going to increase faster than much faster than than was expected but uh that aside uh so the reporting on the dark energy crystal total supply was corrected and a lot of a lot of dark energy crystals were sent to null for dice so um you know there's probably if if people bought all of the dice uh that are available that's that circulating supply would go to zero and there would still be dice left over on top of that lands is going to come out at the end of the year and that's going to be a pretty large uh sink for for dark energy crystals now uh, we did ask if the those uh dark energy crystals are going to be burned and they said eh, they're not committing <laughs> basically so on the land uh like i said we had the vacant land dungeons expeditions and mines so vacant land is for is for building uh you know placing buildings uh yeah so if everybody bought sectors it would be 750 million um dungeons are for growing monsters that are then you know harvested for shards expeditions are for getting essences and mines are for getting key resources so there's going to be a cost to you know buildings and upgrades and everything and the the buildings and upgrades the dark energy crystals for those will be burned and the land purchases uh, are are kind of like a separate thing um that's you know it's uh the way the way you have explained it was that they you know the upgrades and everything are internal to the game but the the sale of the lands themselves is kind of an asset that that the team is creating so that's they consider those different pots and uh they said they may burn uh you know at least a portion of it but they did not commit to any numbers or ratios or anything so uh even even if they burn none of it <laughs> 500 million circulating not uh not 500k um so even if they don't burn any of it, they will lock it up for a period and then distribute it as tournament rewards and things. So it would, it would uh, at least on a marginal basis, will slow the supply growth uh, significantly, if they, it, even if they don't burn any of it. So, uh, so why bother with, with all these different types of lands? Well, because we're going to be, the whole lands expansion is introducing a crafting system into the, into the game. So basically... When you get shards and essences together, uh, then those are going to be creating, using a recipe of some sort, are going to create items. And those items are going to be, you know, separate NFTs. And, uh, you know, then they'll be combined just like the cards are combined for higher levels. Um, and I imagine those, uh, some of those recipes will require the key resources from the mines and will require buildings on your vacant land uh to create and you know there'll be a, a time process or time element to all that but at the end of it you combine all those different resources and you come out with a an item 
which will affect gameplay in some way or another. Then you could sell the item or maybe rent the item, depending. Uh, I'm not sh They were a little, you know, a lot of this is t TBD, so they weren't exactly clear on uh, how, how much will be consumable and how much will be permanent. Uh, so how long to print 250... So Gerber's saying that... So 750 million for all lands. That's if everybody bought sectors, uh, you know, it's a, a thousand at a pop, then it would be 750 million. It'll be higher than that uh, at A, at retail price, or B, in smaller uh, increments. So uh, right now there's 500 million circulating uh, dark energy crystals, and he's wondering how long it will take to sell all the lands this way, how long to print 250 million dark energy crystals. So basically, you know, printing 250 million dark energy crystals takes about 300 days, uh, which is a long time. Uh, so he's saying it'll be 800 million cost and 500 million circulating so it'll, it'll be something like that yeah so there you're not gonna be able to buy everything just out of the gate it's gonna be a uh, an, uh, a process that takes time you know maybe a year or so to uh to absorb all that and i think that's that's intentional on the on the design part in order to uh you know give everybody kind of an opportunity as well as those people that are coming in from the wider you know, cryptoverse, and and when when we get those when we get those pumps of Bitcoin and everything, and the, and the normies come in. Uh, <laughs> so, how many deck for the rusty androids in print? That is a good question. So let's let's take a look at the market here. So another interesting thing about the um, about the about the lands is that they said that they were going to be using. Um, they're going to be monsters that are going to be able to be used in some of the some of the buildings or some of the mines or whatever. So it could be that they give rusty androids and similar uh, a new function in the game. So some of these cards that are basically worth only their their burn value, then uh, they might had that additional demand for those alternative uses. And you know, that's very much a wait and see kind of thing. But. Uh, <laughs> So, if we look at Rusty Androids here, <laughs> Revised Sociology says, that's my only max gold card, don't knock them. So we got 236,000 BCX, and, uh, you know, they are, uh, it's a common on the beta schedule, so that's, that's what, 15 Dark Energy Crystals? Uh, so... <laughs> So 15 times 236, 124, and we get uh, 3.5 million. So if you bought all the rusty androids, at least the regular foils, in existence, you could get half a sector uh, for that, which is honestly not bad. Uh, and then there's more inside the golds. You know, there's 4,000 of those. So let's do 40, 30 times 15 times 50. That's another 3 million Dark Energy Crystals. Uh, <laughs> Sociologist says he once sent 100 regulars to someone as a joke. They're handy for that. Yeah, I mean, so yeah, there, there's a bunch of cards that never really found a place in, in, the, in the gaming, in the battle meta. Uh, and as a result are basically have no premium over their burn value. So, <laughs> and Gerber's saying he picked up all the miners. 
There's the ant miner, the cobalt miner, the spirit miner. You know, maybe those will be used. Uh, but, you know, all those cards are actually really, have really good premiums on them. So I'd be surprised if they pick those. But, you know, thematically, that certainly makes sense, um, you know, to, to be, <laughs> to work in the minds of, of uh, your, uh, you know, building dynasty. So the whole thing, uh, the... It's going to be optional, right? It's an it's an additional mode. Uh, you could you could just focus on battles. You could just focus on lands, and uh, or you could do both. So you know, I'm planning on buying a sector, uh, and um, you know, we'll see what what all that entails, and you know, what kind of resources can be got out of that. But if there's 24 different permutations, at least in the basic permutations, um, I, I think it'll be more because you know. So there's 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 the splinter themes. Of, of each thing and then there's the four types but I would not be surprised to see <clears throat> if we get uh, differences in productive capability so like you know if it's uh, if it's essences that we're, we're harvesting from this particular plot of land there might be like a low medium and high um, there might be a low medium high uh, production value of like you know earth essences or whatever it might be so um, you know, there's going to be, uh, I think there's going to be additional variation beyond just 24, but, uh, if you have a thousand of them, you know, you're going to have, you're going to be covered. Uh, you're going to get enough production to, to produce whatever it is you need to produce. Uh, another thing to consider is that there are, uh, guild buildings that are going to be part of this. And so I don't know if the guilds will need to own the land or if like a, if a member of the guild can, can let the guild use the land or, or whatever it might be. Uh, but, you know, so there's going to be more than just production uh, production of uh, of items. Uh, there's going to be uh, wh whatever bonuses that ends up working into uh, into the Guild Wars. So, uh, did we talk about Guild Wars? Ah, th that was actually a third element uh, that Yaba and Agro talked about. This was more Agro's bag. Uh, so, as part of all this, uh, Guild Wars is coming, which is kind of a, uh, a mass tournament. So, uh, basically, the way, the way Agrid explained it was that there's going to be a, an opt-in or opt-out of war on a, guild level, on a guild basis. So, if Immortal Gods um, you know, opts to, to, to go to war, then they, they turn on the function to go to war, and then they're entered into the whole thing. So uh, the way it's going to work is that all guilds of the same level are going to be um, are going to be in the war against each other, and each war is a three-day process. So day one, you're going to see all the different matches available, which is you know the the mix and matches of of uh, you know uh, mana counts and rule sets and all that kind of stuff. And uh, I guess depending on the numbers available, you're going to be able to select you know, who does which match, and basically go into kind of an anytime sort of tournament, which is day two, which is the battling part, and then day three is, uh, you know, we're reviewing and, see and seeing the results. So, uh, and then it'll just, it'll just repeat, you know, you, you opt in and opt out to the wars as, as you choose. <clears throat> and so it's, it's going to be segregated by level, and I'm, I actually have not looked, uh, but I'm curious to see if there's enough uh, enough guilds at all the levels in order to make that work. Uh, so, like, you know, Immortal Gods, which I'm in, is level 10, and there's, 
let's see, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. There's ten level tens, and then there's one. Uh, it's kind of weird. Can we sort this by level? Uh, so, at least on this list, there's one level nine and a, and a few level eights and a bunch of level sevens. So, uh, it looks like there is enough. Because, uh, you know, it's also weird that, you know, the, the lower level guilds are have fewer people in them. So, it'll be, you need more of them in order to make the same numbers work. Uh, but we'll see how they, how they work out that, uh, the, all those permutations. And uh, wins in the war will award faction points. And then those faction points will be spendable in a guild shop, which again is a special building. And uh, Agarod hinted that some of those faction points, some of the things you can buy with those faction points will be buffs to lands and or crafting actions. Uh, I imagine there'll be cosmetic stuff in there as well, uh, like the SPT shop that is coming at some point. And... Uh, and yeah, so that'll that'll be Guild Wars. So it's basically uh, a mass anytime tournament, uh, but segregated into the different guild interfaces, which is uh, which is kind of interesting. And uh, a couple other things that are that Yabba mentioned were uh, well, Agrid and Yabba was the dice airdrops. So everybody's concerned now that uh, I don't know how far we are. You know, we, we sold about half of the dice for the first airdrop. We're at 31,000 right now. And, you know, when it hits 50,000, uh, it'll be it'll be airdrop time. So people are saying, like, well, you know, in, in previous airdrops, you know, if you got, uh, like, what for the legendary airdrops, if you had, like, 425 untamed packs, then you were guaranteed at least one. And so uh, people have been talking about, it's like, well, should it be a guaranteed rate or should it be, still be random? Uh, and they said that they were going to look to the community, uh, which is all of us, uh, for which direction to go there, which is, which is interesting. So what I had suggested was that, you know, assuming 150 is the right number for, for a minimum guarantee of one, then, you know, allow randomness, but then cap it off at, uh, make sure, <laughs> at like, like if it's 150, cap it off at 250, as like a minimum rate so if you buy uh if you buy 500 dice then you'd be guaranteed at least uh two so 250 times two is the 500 so um but you might get more right so so there's that room for randomness but just just kind of softening the floor and making it not quite so harsh that you know you buy a thousand dice and you get one uh reward card or one airdrop card that's that's a pretty harsh uh, you know, rule of, of the random number generator. So, you know, people had some comments about that, about that, uh, you know, why not just make it the lower rate guarantee and then just be done with it. But, you know, I think having randomness still in the system is a good thing. You know, it's, um, uh, I, I forget the psychological term, but it's, uh, it's, you know, not having inconsistent, uh, rewards increases the activity and the satisfaction so, you know, it triggers that dopaminergic uh, reward circuitry in the brain. And, you know, better for, <laughs> for getting people hooked on the game. And uh, the other thing that, that was mentioned was the tournaments and getting external tokens working. So they reworked that whole back end. And so now, what, what I had thought was going to happen from, from previous announcement was that they were going to open it up so that you could use any token 
like as as the tournament creator, you could, you could use any token that you wanted, and you know just input, uh, you know, the the right conditionals set in the in the tournament, and it would get added as a qualification. So that is not what they've ended up doing. So you still need to to get in touch with Yabba, but now it's a lot less work for him to do it, as far as adding your custom token to the uh, to the to the drop down of the tournament list. So theoretically, that will be more available, but not as available as I thought it was going to be uh, in uh, you know from from another announcement. So I know Gerber has talked about having a having a uh, uh, some tournaments for for D City folks, and they actually created a new event. Uh, let's go ahead and and chill D City for a second. Uh, <laughs> so there is now a um, was it Splinterfest? Uh, if I go to the map. Uh, dot, uh, events, Splinterfest, yeah. So you can do uh, you can do that uh, event. You send five hundred dark energy crystals uh, to the game, and then you have this twenty four hour period where it produces entry, and then uh, you have a chance of winning dice. I I was actually the first <laughs> test subject here, and I did win a uh, uh, is it one a dice still I don't know. Uh, but I, I think theoretically that uh, those entry tokens will be used in the future for, uh, for some tournament stuff, which is a lot of fun. Um, you know, the sponsored tournaments, you know, that are created by people not Splinterlands still need some work. I know the, like, the, the NASCAR tournaments uh, that I've, or the one that I've created, you know, the, the overlay is just hidden by the cards, so it's not so great for branding purposes. That needs to be fixed. But, uh... It is it is a fun thing to do for uh, <laughs> for everybody. Um, speaking of NASCAR, I have not set up another tournament yet, but I will uh, sometime this week. It'll probably be for next week. I know I said that last time, but this time I really mean it. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so the I mean we've only got five minutes left, but uh, the other thing that I wanted to hit on uh, was over here coin market cap is listing dark energy crystals uh ronda wants to do nascar tourney you are welcome to do a nascar tourney um you just have to be one of the first eight to sign up each time so i will make an announcement about that later on um so coin market cap is listing dark energy crystals as a as a cryptocurrency uh in the list it's number something it's uh oh, 3178 so this is kind of amazing. Um, so here's an in-game token that is being listed along with, you know, every other major uh, cryptocurrency. And, you know, the numbers they have are kind of screwy. So somebody was, uh, was posted a question on the, on, the, on the announcement post of this episode saying that he's seen these different supply numbers everywhere. And so, yeah, so the 9 trillion is the lifetime potential maximum supply that does not exist yet. Here on Coin Market Cap, they're getting they're putting one trillion as total supply. I don't know why they picked that number. And circulating supply is question mark. Market cap is question mark. And that's that's part of why the rank is so low, because um, the only markets that they have listed here are is Tron Trade. <laughs> I'm announcing an announcement. Yes. Uh, so that's the only market they have, and Tron Trade is obviously not the <coughs> the native 
market, but it is a market that you could trade uh, dark energy crystals on, and uh, they they just don't have all this information. So you can you can trade dark energy crystals in lots of places. Uh, the most common of which is is Hive Engine. So really, uh, we need to we need to all kind of pressure Agro to to get Hive Engine listed as a market for CoinGecko and CoinMarketCap, so that we can get on all these different listings and have better numbers than all this. So you know, if we go back to that um, that number, uh, 491 million. So 491, 417, 1, 2, 3, times 0. 0.000589. So market cap is $289,000 of all the dark energy crystals that are currently circulating. So if we go to the big list, you know, we can see, you know, that's going to, uh, it's going to show us I don't know where. Uh, it's going to be way down the list, obviously. Let's try view all and see what happens there. <laughs> see if my computer can handle it. Uh, let's just show the top 200. But load more. Oh, that's going to take forever. But the um, point is, let's try page 10. All right, so we're getting down into the single billions at, at about a thousand. And if we go to page 30, oh, so these are all the question marks. Okay, so let's go to 20. It's called a binary search, people. <laughs> uh, volume, check links by market cap. Okay, so in, in real market cap, you know, we're not 3,800 or whatever it is. Uh, we're more like uh, 1500 or so because we have that $289,000 uh, number there we go we would be right uh, here number 1456 in of all the cryptocurrencies in all the world and that's not bad for uh, you know just an in-game uh, token that has you know effectively no outside utility it's just that people value the assets of Splinterlands in order to give Dark Energy Crystals value. Uh, same with SPT. SPT uh, has no function aside from just having it, and but eventually they're going to add a shop for cosmetics and things uh, that can be purchased with SPT. So, you know, if you want to stack those, you know, that'll be a fun thing to, to get, uh, you know, coming up soon. So... Uh, there is more I wanted to cover, but we are out of time. Uh, stay tuned. Next is the Scaredy Cat Investor Show, where he talks about all things crypto and stocks. And give him a chart or give him a ticker. He'll chart it for you and to do all that stuff. But uh, that's it for today. And we will thank you all for coming. <laughs> Clove says, got to stop spending all your deck. That's, that is a true statement. Mm -hmm.